0: Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten and I've just watched Manchester United beat Burnley by three goals to one. wasn't an attractive game. It never is against Burnley. you have got a very good record at Old Trafford, but it's another win, the seventh win in eight games in all competitions. And United stay second, only eight points behind City now. I can't, we can only but dream there. But United have got 66 points now, which is the total... All 38 games last season, so there, there is clear progress there. I feel. Combine that with another win against Granada midweek and a semi-final in the Europa League against Roma coming up, and you can see why United fans are pretty buzzing with the lot. Most, I mean, there's always a few who just will never accept Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as manager. I'm not one of them, and I don't think my guests today. Remo is either, but we welcome all opinions, and like to welcome you, Remo. I'm conscious that you're on a promise because your wife's told you, so we've got about forty minutes maximum to do this. What did you make yeah, of? Best. <laughs> best. What did you make of United beating Burnley? Um,
1: we've said before, Andy, haven't we? We got there in the end, and it, it's that you know they never looked like losing. Uh, I didn't think, but it's that slow. Slow start, um, dreadful first half, and silly little mistakes. You know, there was a mistake after eight seconds, which you know we were very, very lucky to get away with. Um, There was a mistake for their their goal, which was, you know, again defending a set piece is is something we must be a lot better at. I'm not a fan of that, the way they defend corners at all. Um, I don't like it when. You know, they they let attackers have the run on them, if you like, and I I don't see that that's ever um, the way to defend a corner. But the men who coach know better than me. But up front, I thought when they when they were more direct, they, they play they play some lovely stuff. I just get frustrated sometimes when they just they play four or five passes around the box when they could play one. You know what I mean? Yeah. They um, they knock it around three or four times, kind of looking for the opening, and um, and then knock the same kind of diagonal ball in from the corner of the box that they could have done in the first place, and potentially caught the defenders, at, you know, far more static than they, if they do it, you know, a couple of minutes later or a couple of moves later. Two goals for Green, Greenwood. Yeah, he was. Say, yeah. yeah, he was fantastic. In terms of you know, like I say, he's direct and he gets shots off, and you know that just changes a defender's approach. You know, is he going to shoot? Is he going to pass? So yeah, he was he was very good um, today. I thought uh, made the right decisions. Sometimes looked he, he, he just sometimes uh, he looks a bit lethargic, doesn't he? You watch him and you think he's just walking there, and he needs to be sprinting. Um, but then he does sprint, and, and I think he's just he's just. Far more, he loves having the ball at his feet. That, that's all. I'm not sure he's he could build the rest of his game, you know, in terms of what to do when he's not got the ball. He can he can improve on that. But um, I spoke to Darren yeah, he Fletcher was, he was about excellent.
0: him about Greenwood, yeah. and I spoke to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer uh, after Granada at a time when he wasn't really he was playing well, but he wasn't scoring goals. He started. He's been scoring now. Of course, he'd had that header against Brighton before the game. In Granada, and and the detail which Fletcher talked about is fascinating because this is a top level pro analyzing someone, he's trying to help improve, who has got a good relationship with, and I think we're seeing some of the results of that. And Ollie talked about instinct, and I think we saw that with the way when he when he shot because um, he missed a couple of chances in in the first half. I think also. Some credit to Marcus Rashford. I know he, he skinned Loughton and Loughton won't like to look back at that but Rashford can give you these minutes in games, these moments. He did it in Granada for that that goal with that cushioned... Yeah, um, yeah lovely touch. Can, lo- lovely touch. And with Greenwood, someone told me, someone who knows far more than I do, obviously on, on the inside, said to me after the game at Tottenham last week he is the only player who can connect with Cavani and reduce the type of cross which leads to the goal which we saw with Cavani's diving header brilliant diving header at Tottenham so he he's praised for for his maturity Burnley Holmes always a potential banana skin although interestingly I spoke to some people before the the game and just said what was it like inside the dressing room before Burnley last season and the response i got was Wasn't as bad as everyone made out. It's it goes way too far one way or another. If United win or lose, we didn't actually play that badly. But the person said to me, "Look at the team. It was pre Bruno. Phil Jones played. Andreas Pereira played, and you can see the the Bruno effect.
1: They they did play pretty badly that night, Andy. I was there.
0: (laughs) No, I know, but it it wasn't. um, But I think Burnley had two chances. Was his point. And one maybe, of them, yeah. Maybe. One of them was, um, I think the, the Rodriguez goal was like he would have hit that 100 times and it might have gone in once. But it did go in and it was vicious and the atmosphere was vicious and fans were annoyed, quite rightly. And fans are also annoyed today, not because of the result, but because of uh, the latest story which has been broken by Martin Zeigler from The Times. He's a good journalist about a potential European Super League. This on the cusp of UEFA um, expected to announce a reformatted Champions League. And also um, some more news on Euro 2021, which cities are going to finally stage the games. And, and I was waiting for that tomorrow because I've been asked to go to the games. So I don't know whether I'll be going to Bilbao or Baku. But this European Super League stuff has just blown everything out of the water. It's It's well sourced. There's been outrage from fans. You might expect that. An outrage from the federations, again, you'd expect that because it would be immensely damaging to them. And then I watched the game on television against Burnley and I saw Gary Neville's impassioned speech after the match, Roy Keane, Micka Richards, agreeing, talking about the damage that, that it could do. Slightly sceptical when I see Sky Television, which was... Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's and it, you know an it, integral I, I, part it's of not, the Premier League forming, and I remember, I remember yeah. United Week stand in nineteen ninety two. Fans were not in favour of the Premier League.
1: No, no, and I, you know I, I won't take seriously anything that that comes from Sky pundits because you know as well as I do, if the European Super League suddenly offers the uh, you know the T V rights to Sky, then it's a whole new ball game, as they used to say every week. Um, because yeah, if, if you
0: don't, they lose, they lose their USP. People signed up to Sky originally for those live sports. Rupert Murdoch bet on live football and paying a premium for it. And they packaged it beautifully. And the products on the screens improved. And they were helped yeah. by televisions growing in size. But, and also a change in culture and football becoming more middle class. Because when I first started going to games, if you didn't go to matches and you only watch games on TV, you were called an armchair fan, and that was not a compliment. And now, 30 years later, if you're an armchair fan, you're in the 99%. It's the match-going yeah. fans who are in the 1%. Most people yeah. just don't go to games. And that's also partly because the Premier League has become massively successfully successful internationally. We've got people listening to this podcast all over the world. And that's partly because the Premier League has become so incredibly successful brought all the money in which means that the best players can come to the Premier League and I tweeted I remember Manchester United having to pay AC Milan to come and play a friendly at Old Trafford in 1988 and now Manchester United are so much bigger than AC Milan but that leads to another point nothing's ever permanent in football Leicester City won the league and I think it was great that Leicester City were able to win the league and that you've got that chance element in football and competition is competition i don't like the closed shops i don't like the way american sport is a closed shop where there is no relegations or promotions it's unfortunate that great teams like sunderland go down to the third tier but tough shit that, that that's how it is in football in sport that's the
1: nature of the game and that's the jeopardy is the thing that that makes it exciting and do you think this is being driven by the Americans, the owners of United and Arsenal? And, I, I you know, forgive me if I don't know who owns the Italian clubs, for example, but, um, you know, is that where it's coming from, Andy? That kind of American, you know, the, the jeopardy, you know, where they don't like that jeopardy, they want that closed shop.
0: They want more money. They want to... Yeah, they I get want, that, They want but... to sweat their asset more. Manchester United and Liverpool... Um, are hugely well known internationally but actually they're still quite small businesses I think a large supermarket would have a a revenue pretty similar to a large Premier League football club so yeah. you know, there's loads of people who engage with these football clubs but don't actually pay a penny like they'll watch them they'll invest in them emotionally and For years, this was United's problem. They had people who called themselves huge fans, but they didn't get a penny out of them. And they have actually managed to monetize the fan base with sponsorship and commercial deals and television rights have become very lucrative. But you only need to go back 20 years when you look at a country like Thailand with a lot of United fans, that the consumers there, and I hate to use that word, but that's how they they were seen, they would buy forged copies of the official United magazine, counterfeit copies of the replica shirt, you know, there was no money changing hands. So it is coming from the American owners of United and Liverpool who bought the clubs using highly leveraged buyouts, which should never have been allowed to happen. And it's still happening now. It happened to Burnley at the start of this year. Yeah. That one went under the radar. Combine that with the two Spanish giants or the three with Atletico, who are frightened of the increasing power of the Premier League and they. They know that how hard they push La Liga, and that they're, they're really well organised. La Liga, they're really market it well. That Hetafe still have only got a hardcore of seven thousand and can't compete with Aston Villa, who've got thirty-six thousand average home crowds. They just know that there isn't the depth, there's not the population, there's not the ability to fill the stadiums, there's not the travelling support, there's not the English language, which is advantageous to the Premier League. And then the key driver in this is Agnelli, um, scion of the Fiat family, based in Turin. And he's the one who's been pushing and pushing. And the original Champions League proposals, they actually came out of Northern Italy through a company called Team Marketing. And UEFA had to change. I remember interviewing Manchester United secretary, Ken Merritt, in 1991. And he said to me... UEFA basically ignore us. We have no relationship with them. We're Man United and they just look down at us. They dismiss us. And that all changed because it had to change because the real power lies with these huge clubs who can take their product to Michigan and play United Liverpool, United Real Madrid in front of 100,000 people. But can they do that if their fans don't want it? We saw it with the takeover. Most United fans... They were against it. But when push come to shove, FC was formed, okay, Old Trafford was still full. Fans will moan. But if a if a European Super League was formed, and it's Man United Barcelona twice a season, I reckon the majority would still tune in for that. Sadly. Tune in or go. Oh they wouldn't go. This isn't no one's considered the fans, let alone the match going fans.
1: Yeah, that's my point, is that the, you know, the match-going the match fans are going to get skewered, aren't they? They
0: don't care. They don't care about the culture because it's not in their culture. Nah. Do you think Tampa Bay fans go home and away? Do you think they're really that bothered that you've got people who go home and away with Man United, their local club in Manchester? Although, you know, I know United fans from London who go absolutely everywhere, and I'm talking pre-seasons in the Far East, in America. United took 1,100 fans from Europe to America for a pre-season in 2003. Yeah. The numbers are staggering. And the clubs might think, oh this is loyal, this is great that we've got supporters like this. But these shouldn't be talked about in a transactional sense. These people are the lifeblood of the club. But sadly if they stopped going, they would be replaced.
1: Re- replaced in the ground or replace, you know, are they are they talking about replacing you know, like you say, I, I think the grounds are going to end up half empty. I, don't, I just don't see that people are going to buy into it. Um, you'll have a big TV audience, of course you will, um, but that seems to, you know, you'll you'll end up watching games like we have done for the last year or so, you know. Um, it, it worries me, and, and it worries everyone, you know, like I, I said to you before, we're... We're preaching to the converted. I don't see that anyone listening to this podcast will be in favour of this. There might be the odd one or two. You know, everyone's against it because everyone just sees this as a... you know, cooking the golden goose. Um, and it's it's a huge shame. I, I, and I don't know how it's going to end. Um, and I I agree with people who say, well, what did you think was going to happen? You know, there's a certain kind of told-you-so element on Twitter this evening saying... Well, what did you expect, and why didn't you you know why haven't you been complaining about your owners um you know the um danny baker has has put out a tweet basically saying you know all all the fans of those big six clubs this is on your toes um and I've gone back at him in no uncertain terms to say, well you know, do you really think United waved the glazers you know the glazers in with?" With no protest, like you just mentioned, FC United is there as, as living proof of that. But, the, the, well, I mean, there needs to be a lot more direct action, put it that way. Um, if this does go through uh, and United haven't consulted the fans, then we, I think we'll need to do something a little bit more drastic.
0: And you saw after the game Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, he couldn't really say anything. What's he going to do? No, Call exactly. out his bosses? Yeah. So, would and be nothing's been announced this? yet, has it? Nothing you know, has I'm been sure. announced now so
1: he, he, there's nothing he can say uh, yeah he can't say well i'm against that nothing you know he's he's dead right you, you can't just do it just to satisfy people on social media he's not you know he's not daft he's got a job to do his job is to prepare the team and get them you know get them a trophy or two and get them i was going to say finishing in the top four but that might not matter anymore um and that is the ridiculousness of it isn't it you know you you the little bit of entertainment you've kind of got at the back end of a season, which has been pretty much a procession for one club winning it, you know, you, you won't even have that interest anymore. Um, but would the Premier League kick those clubs out? Would they really go that far? I don't know. That's, the, power,
0: that's... the power lies with the clubs.
1: The yeah, power, I know.
0: The biggest clubs, and and they know it, but that is also what makes the league so attractive. Exactly. And yet it pisses you off when you lose at home to Burnley, but that's what makes it a better league. That Burnley yep. can but Burnley can win at Old Trafford. Yep. That players who come to England to play say, Wow, the game's not over until the ninetieth minute. I always remember um speaking to Xavi and Anders at Barcelona and he just said if we're 2 0 up at home to buy the lid, we just know the game's won. We just know we just yeah. take our foot off the pedal. And, and he said, not that he ever played in England. He said, you can never do that in England. And plenty of players who've moved to England, they say the fans won't accept it. And that's right. Totally right. And that's what makes yeah. the league... I mean, it's seen as being clean as well. It's not seen as being corrupt. And that's what makes it attractive, especially to the betting markets globally. Okay. Um, so that's another reason why the Premier League... And also, it's got the the historic values and... And the great stories of clubs like United and Liverpool, the triumph, the tragedy, it appeals to people. It's a, it's a story which people buy into. And me and you might think, this is just how it is, but I've been pre-season. I was in Chicago a few years ago, United pre-season, and I met a guy and I uh, said, how long have you been a United fan? And he said, mm, so it's nearly two weeks now. <laughs> and he uh, was a lovely guy. And he basically said he spent two weeks reading about the history of the club, and he was he was besotted by it. He was totally taken by it. And who is anyone to say you can't do that? Yeah, it's weird. It's yeah, weird, I it's, get it's, that. It's yeah. weird to us. But he was so enthusiastic about it, and you know, as he entered his third week as a fan, things were looking good for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we talk well, about um you know what yeah go on well obviously we appreciate the support of our partners for this podcast and yeah. um, <laughs> I don't know where this is going now we had a big feedback after this last one right I'm just, I just feel like I've got I've just picked up a shovel and I've just got a hole and I'm just digging it for myself to climb in right. Uh, yeah you have you got bush trademark
1: no <laughs> oh sorry you're still doing the? you're still do- right carry on sorry
0: right after using these life-changing products you're going to want to join mm-hmm. a bullsack beauty contest we're looking out for you too because we have an mm. exclusive 20 percent off manscapes use the code united at manscapes.com you've used it haven't you i have not used yeah,
1: it. yeah I- I've not thought about joining a ball sack beauty contest <laughs> or entering one. Um, I'd be open to it. Um,
0: what? When you just I, turn I, I,
1: up and show your balls? Well, I think you could just send photos into a, you know, a private address, and and someone could judge the winners. They're not generally things of beauty, are they? I think you know you could ask, you could ask many, many, let's say women, um, that they wouldn't they wouldn't put them top on their list of areas that they uh they find appealing on the male body um but yeah you know as we've discussed in detail i think over the last few podcasts it's um it's a good product if that's your bent Um, have you used it
0: again have you shaved again
1: yeah i had to because and this is one thing it's kind of a captive audience because it, it starts getting itchy um as they grow back, if you don't get it again quickly, then they start just just itching, and, and they, the hairs obviously down there can be quite spiky. <laughs> um, and as they grow back, you can just find yourself just getting a bit uncomfortable when you cross your legs in the office or something like that. So, yeah, you've got once you've started, you've got to keep it, you know, probably every couple of weeks, keep it in trim. So, um,
0: what using the yeah, have you, perfect package three point oh essential lawnmower. Lawnmower.
1: lawnmower. So you yep, do this yep, in yep, the shower? No, we've discussed this. I don't oh yeah, it you did, in the yeah, you did our, our it set pl- over the toilet. Pl- bo- yeah, our plug hole blocks. Um, Has your wife commented? Yeah, yeah, she's she's happy with it, yeah. She doesn't, I mean, she doesn't kind of go, oh great, you know, like you've, you've shaved down there like I do when she shaves her legs. I'm like, oh thank God you've done that. It's like sleeping with a yeti. Um, but she's, yeah, no, she's she's comfortable with it. I think, yeah. Um, I, can, I can maybe I can ask her for a bit more detail. If you want. Really,
0: if she listens to this podcast, I don't think I'll ever be able she to won't. look her in the eye again. <laughs> she will. not Thank God. So what we we agree with this manscape thing, right? Because, um, I think I'm in the good books because a few weeks ago that that uh, man ran on the pitch in Granada. Yes, and, and it, yes, it didn't look like he used Manscaped, and the next no, it was morning, the <laughs> next man. morning I got an email going, "Hey, <laughs> I assume it's from America." Um, <laughs> Thanks for mentioning us. Um, we're really pleased that your tweet went viral the it whole did, off- Didn't it? The whole office is talking about it. C- can we send you some products?" <laughs> no, no, no. Where do we begin it? A, we've bought the products. We don't yeah. accept the freebie." and B, we're already part of your firm. <laughs> and exactly. Like, hey, this is great. I'm not. Gonna... Yeah. Will you try and do an American accent? I'm not going to try and do an American accent.
1: No, no. No, I'm definitely not. I did that Irish one the other week and got pilloried for it. So no, no, we not agreed not that it's good player.
0: gear. It's all like deodorants for your balls, isn't it? And, and the boxers. Yeah. I've got the boxers on now. They are smart boxer shorts. I just can't relate to the shaving thing, and I think it's a generational thing, and my wife has never put me under any pressure to do it, but when I spoke to my little brother, he was like, what do you mean? This is what everyone does. And, exactly. and when a friend of mine became single in his early 40s, the advice given to him straight away by people uh, very close to me was, you've got to be shaving down there. That's how it is now.
1: I bet all the United players do it. That's That's got to be... Why don't you ask them? Because well, you I, interview I, loads of them. What, what why comes? don't you ask them in that... Right, yeah. I tell you what. You know, I... I my best mate had Mason Greenwood round at his house this week. I'm going right. to make that my mission to find out if Mason Greenwood does it or not, OK? Right. And I'll, I will feed back.
0: You can report back whether Mason Greenwood shaves down below. You reckon you can yeah. find out the answer to that?
1: Yeah, I'll do it within the next, I don't know, few weeks.
0: And you want me to ask a player?
1: I want you to ask a player, yeah. Who? One matter. Oh,
0: I can't. I bet he I does. I can't.
1: Oh, yeah, I just he's maybe I, not I, in the frame of mind at
0: the minute. I mean, apart from that, even if you know, <laughs> if I ask him in a year's time, I mean, where do you want... Hi, Juan, Nice to see you. Um, just shave your nuts. <laughs> how do you just? How do we get to that point in the conversation? Well, you're gonna. Um,
1: well, yeah, we need to work on it. We need to work on an in,
0: an in, <laughs> a gradual. Yeah. Right. So I anyway, to...
1: yeah, it's good gear. Yeah, it's good gear. Use your discount code and uh, get on it. So you get two free gifts. Just that.
0: have a look on it. Manskate.com and use the discount code United if you're into that. <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, can we talk about football again? Manchester City lost this weekend. I um I had to cover a game on Saturday night, the Spanish Cup final, and I, I tweeted that there'd been four goals in twelve minutes, and you <laughs> you replied, Nobody gives a shit, mate, <laughs> City have been beaten. And we're all on the beer, something like that. And all I, on the
1: keg, I put. And I, I put, was. All on the keg. I was keg. on the keg, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't think, I think if I'd agreed with that, my editor might have seen it in a slightly different light because he would have yeah. said, you know, well, if nobody gives a shit, why are you covering matches like this? Why are we paying <laughs> you to cover matches like this? Why are we paying you to travel and go to games like, like this? And uh, I've got to say, Messi's goal was, was incredible, but we're not going to talk about Barca, we're going to talk about City. Um, losing the game yeah, it was a chelsea. strange
1: one I didn't, I didn't watch it i've got to say i no. saw a couple of the brief highlights but to change their team like that and then i don't know that just seemed really weird to me uh not almost not right um well it clearly wasn't right because they lost but you know what i mean it was you know they, they basically if they beat if they beat chelsea yesterday then they've pretty much got that competition in the bag they've got they're playing a at Spurs next week without Harry Kane so you'd you'd put your money on City there and they are you know they're what two games or three games away from the from the Champions League I I was really really worried that they would they would do that quadruple they're as close you know as close as anyone's been I would I would imagine um obviously we won the treble but um you know, in terms of getting that close to the quadruple, it's, it's touching distance. And yeah, you know, it's, um, I just thought it was really strange of Guardiola, kind of bloody-minded almost, and he's weird like that sometimes. I'd be furious if I was a City fan about last night, I really would. I've not spoken to any. Um, I don't know that many. But um, yeah, just seemed really odd, that.
0: I think I might have to go to Paris to watch them in the next game um, for work. And the last time I saw him in the Champions League game... Uh, was against uh, Lyon in Lisbon last year. So, for any City fans that are listening, you can be assured that I do bring your team good luck. Because that yeah. Leon game was a great game of football <laughs> with that young Leon <laughs> midfield full of 20 and 21-year-olds.
1: Yeah,
0: I'll report um, back on that. United under-23s lost against City, actually, on Friday night. The under-18s lost at Newcastle. So, a couple of setbacks in an otherwise... strengthening um, youth system what else has been going on I asked Ollie Gunner last week about um, a pretty open question why why is he away form better than the home form and I didn't expect the answer which he was which he gave me about the the background and before I'd even had a chance to transcribe what he'd said it had gone viral and you can see stories like that interest people people were talking about the grey kits and Roy Keane said before the game today there is something in it, and and he would know. You or I haven't played top level football where you know.
1: Steady on, Andy. I've played played pretty high level. <laughs> um, I, I I thought it was. I thought the out the, the kind of the outcry was a bit weird. I I just think you know Ferguson, Clive Woodward, all these great sports coaches always go on about the marginal gains. Um. And I just thought that was another example of it, especially when there's no fans around. I've always been, and, and you know, he mentioned the, the billboards, and a, and a couple of the players have mentioned the billboards, haven't they? Yeah. Um, the movement on them, I've always hated that. I always thought that must be a distraction for players, just that movement, you know, in your peripheral vision as you're playing a pass, or you think someone's moving down your down your outside. I, I've never been a fan of that, but yeah, I, I just thought it was it was a smart a smart answer you know it's something we're looking at he's not not blamed it on anything he's not saying that's why we're eight points or 11 points behind city all he said was it's something we're looking at to try and improve and he actually said the players it's come from the players so he's listening to the players um and they're trying to change things i like that i think that's a smart you know a sign of a smart manager so yeah i didn't i didn't have a problem with it at all
0: I did a lot of research into it, spoke to a lot of people at the club and did a, a, tweeted an article on Friday uh, for one of my columns, um, which you can read and there's some some interesting detail um, in there. Paul Pogba also did an interview where he was quite critical of Jose Mourinho. I think Pogba speaking and speaking so warmly of Oli Gunnar plays into what I've said a lot, which is he's absolutely open to staying and opening a new contract. Obviously, I don't live in Milan and have millions of followers, so I'm not best to comment on where Manchester United players are going next. But my information has always been pretty good with Pogba, and probably talking to the wrong person here because you're not his biggest fan, are you?
1: I thought he did. I thought he did okay today. Um, I think he's. I think he's slowly but surely cutting out that that you know that kind of um, and 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 I was never a fan of him picking the ball up from you know, from defence because I felt he got caught in possession too much and dilly dallied with it. But I think I still think I'd like I'd like I would like i i prefer him playing further up the pitch. I think he did a bit more of that today. But and there was a couple of lovely interchanges with Fernandez, uh, between him and Fernandez today. Which didn't quite come off but you could see that there's potentially something really nice coming, you know, coming along there. Um so yeah, I, I'm not his biggest fan. No, I, I always just think there's the next, the next blooper in the press from his fat agent or, you know, from one of his family will, will come along. But um, listen, you know, it, an, an enthused Pogba is worth having in your team every day of the week.
0: Realise you've got ten minutes before you're on your promise. So before,
1: on the nest.
0: <laughs> Imagine if your wife knew you were talking like this. You,
1: I know she'd kill me. It's great. <laughs> it's like it's like Jeopardy. It really is. It's great. She might be listening at the door. Actually, I could be in big trouble. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she gets into work the next day. Oh, actually, yeah, sure that's it, true. That's
1: actually, not. one of yeah one of her her one of her uh, workmates, her fella listens to these, so it might get back to her. But uh, don't say anything, Ollie. Um, yeah,
0: we'll be right. Right, um, beer fifty two. You could get a free Ooh, case. Yeah. Um, listeners to this podcast can get a free case of eight Belgian beers by paying just £5.95 postage. What was that?
1: That was me opening one of them. Anans. Oh, Avans, it's called.
0: Right. Um, so this came with your case?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Avans. A-V-A-A-N-S. Kvike IPA. Dry hopped with Azaka, Galaxy and Sabro, which I happen to know are types of different types of hops. Uh, because I went on a brewery tour with some of the uh, some of the uh, lads I go to the match with uh, last year. Where was that brewery and, tour? Uh, Donkey Stone.
0: We should mention them. They've always been really supportive of uh, yeah. United. We stand. Now look them
1: up. They make they make some fantastic beers, and uh, they you can tour their brewery, which is up near Saddleworth, and it's uh, yeah really good set of guys. United fans and yeah good guys. Um, this yeah, beer fifty two. It's really really good stuff. I, again, like I said last time, I would definitely recommend it. I'm uh, I'm so sipping it, like as we So what's this one like? What does it taste like? Uh, and be honest, if sipping. it tastes
0: like rat's piss, just say it.
1: No, it definitely doesn't. It's nice. It's a IP. Uh, I like all IPAs really. It's quite strong, five and a half percent. I don't. I'm not sure that's even that strong these days. You know, I was talking to someone yesterday about this. You know, when people used to drink Stella and at five percent and people used to go oh bloody hell you know call it wife beater and all that but most beers are over five percent now you know well, and you're getting out, ones <laughs> they really have
0: from the days of carling
1: exactly carling at 3.4 or whatever it was and boddington's was famously like 3.2 3.3 something like that but yeah i mean it, it's no wonder you wake up with a bit more of a headache these days um, So, so beer this 52. is good stuff yeah
0: you're drinking now um, yeah the offer we've got at the moment, it's Belgian beers, so you can celebrate the country's ancient and world-famous beer expertise with a case of eight craft beers from some of their finest breweries for free. All you've got to mm-hmm. do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash united and cover the 5 95 postage. It's only for the UK. I'm really sorry to listeners in the Republic of Ireland who've emailed asking about this. Maybe that's one for beer Fifty Two. Um, in the future, but Beer 52's beer boffins are on a mission to find the best beer anywhere on the planet and every month they visit a different country, they find the best small batch breweries, sample their finest craft beer and carefully curate a case to be sent to their lucky members so if you want yeah, to get on stuff. it um, including Avant's Dubel is the one you're drinking now if you don't mm-hmm. like dark beer, you can choose the light option and each case also comes with an award-winning beer magazine for men, as well as a tasty snack. Is that right? Have you had your? your, your snack? I didn't
1: get a mag. I did have. I did have snack. Yeah, like like beer nuts. Um, yeah, that was really nice. Uh, I didn't get a magazine. I might have not looked properly in the box. Maybe I'll have another look later.
0: There's no minimum commitment. You can take the free case, try the beer, see what you think. If it's not for you, you can pause or cancel at any time. So, Beer Fifty Two. That's Beer52.com, and that's the the word beer. Then the numbers five com forward slash United, and away you go if you like beer. And if you don't, then I suggest that you uh, don't go to that uh, website. The team now have a break mm. at, for the first time um, in a long time, apart from international breaks. I think they, they absolutely deserve it after after fifty two matches. And um, I made a point last week. Um, It's not just the players who are sort of feeling this, but their families. And no one has any sympathy for the multi-millionaire footballers. But I know some of the staff who are, are in the back room. They love the jobs. Of course, they get paid, you know, a decent way. But they're not earning millions at all. And they're literally flying here, there and everywhere. They're having odd days off. And they're going straight into preparation for the next match. And I've spoke to several of them. They just said there has never been a season like it. It is just non-stop. And the Tottenham game last week, uh, Spurs had a week to work on the shape. United came back from, from Spain, didn't even have a full training session, down to London, bang, 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 win. So the fact that United are pulling these wins out, despite the relentless nature, because it's, it's not a squad which is packed with absolute top quality. No. So enjoy enjoy the week this week and then back to league action next week and then we've got Europa League, the two games against Roma. Roma are 6th and 7th in Syria. I mean, you've got to fancy United there. I went there last year to watch them against Lazio. I went again to see Chris Smalling who sadly was burgled in his family home um. uh, on Friday. It's, 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 Chris is a lovely lad and he's got a lovely family. I know that they've been enjoying living in Italy. I don't know what the current state of mind is with what's gone on, uh, but it was quite sad to, to read that. It's horrible, yeah. Yeah, it's it's absolutely and then we're working on the next United we stand. so can I give you a deadline of the end of this week, please? Oh for God's sake, man.
1: It's it's never ending. You're more relentless than the bloody Premier League. Do you know do you know yep. what,
0: do you know what's coming up? The thirtieth anniversary of Rotterdam. So we're going to try Ooh. something a bit different with the, the fanzine. And I'm tracking down, I'm putting a lot of time into this, and I could sell it anywhere, but I'm not. I'm going to put it in United We Stand. I'm tracking down people who were involved in Rotterdam. So I'll give you some of the, an idea of some of the people I've, I've managed to get to speak on the record. And it's people who don't normally do media. People like mm, Martin Edwards, the club chairman of, at the time.
1: Right.
0: Um, try to get the, the match referee. I spoke to yesterday to... A Barca fan who travelled just to get his observations. It's really interesting about what it was like to go to Rotterdam and not be cheering the winning team on. I said to him, like, we're not going to mention Rome or Wembley in 2011. I spoke to a couple of the Barca players. I spoke to people who were working in the club, one who was in charge of the travel, one who stewarded a coach with the players on, and there was a fight. <laughs> Uh, was that yeah? It's, it, it's really, really interesting. I just feel like going back at like a historical piece and getting pictures from the trip to Rotterdam in '91. What was the
1: band? What was the bat? Were they called Rat Fink or something Ratthink like that?
0: With Adam Brown,
1: we're, yeah.
0: We're trying to get all the James, um, the band this week because, yeah, that'd be that'd be good, exactly. Stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I remember that. I remember everyone going on, oh you know, that band are gonna be doing something. I didn't go, as you know. I mean I was uh I was in the middle of my A levels, I think, at school and there was no way my dad was uh was sanctioning that one. Um but I turned up I turned up at school the next day in my in a United Balaclava that I'd I'd fashioned, which was basically just a bobble hat with the bobble taken off and two eye holes cut in it and pulled down over my uh over my head and uh i got, sent, I got probably sent home because yeah. i uh, i popped up in an assembly uh in the in the kind of the roof and uh yeah i was celebrating and uh, yeah i got sent home i think um, happy a, memories
0: a dozen people in my year at school were also sent home uh for going to rotterdam they were suspended i did go to rotterdam i'm the same age as you I had exams and uh I got congratulated by my headmaster. (laughs) Basically, lied to him about why I'd gone to Rotterdam. I know on a coach of scoundrels from Salford, and uh, I think I'm going to speak to the guy who organised the coach. I'm getting some really good pictures sent in. Oh, that'd be
1: good. Yeah, that'd be. uh, People who don't speak. Normally. Yeah, that's yeah, and that'd be good. There was a very famous photo that, that's been doing the rounds, hasn't it, of, of some lads who I know you know a couple of outside a bar in, um, in Amsterdam um, with a flag. Um, I'm sure you've seen that photo. Some lads are obviously a lot, lot older and a lot wiser. The
0: bar was actually the Cannabis Connoisseurs Club, and it's a famous right. picture. I've spoken to the lads. I've got their story behind the picture. which which for one of them was just like, well, we were absolutely mashed. What more do you want to know? (laughs) So I thought, I'm not happy with that as a journalist. I need to know more. I need to know who took the picture and why was he walking around Amsterdam taking pictures because he was a professional photographer. So they're the sort of lines of inquiries that that I am following. I've got to say I was ashamed when I spoke to the Barca fan. His level of knowledge about Manchester United was like, okay, so you played... Mike Phelan in this position, and then running off him was like, how on earth do you remember stuff like this from thirty years ago? Brilliant. And uh, so, hopefully, it'll be um, worthwhile. Yeah. And that mag will be coming out just before the anniversary. I'm going to keep tracking more people down to speak to speak to them, because there's this like consensus in there. We took loads of fans. Mark Hughes. Oh, Mark Hughes is in there as well. Um, right. You know. Every, we, we took over the stadium, but maybe the match referees got a slightly different view of it. Or maybe a Dutch journalist covering it in Rotterdam because they were really worried about English hooligans at the time
1: yeah. would
0: have a slightly different view of it. So, so that's where we're coming from. Um, I've got about two minutes left with you, so I'd like to f- thank you for, uh, for joining. What are you going to do with your beer? Because you can't have drank it in this time and you're on a promise in two minutes.
1: I'm halfway down it. Uh it's very very Half I don't what? <laughs> Ooh, you dare to get. Um my beer. Right. <laughs> it's only a it's only a small a small can, so uh I'll have had it in five minutes and then I'm on the nest, like I said. I'm actually not, I'm putting the kids to bed. <laughs> I wish I was. I reckon I will be later, I reckon we'll look later on. <laughs> she's having she's having a bath, so that's the uh, that's usually
0: the uh the green light. Right. Thank you thank you for joining us. We will do another podcast next week. Who what's the next game?
1: Leeds, innit? Dirty Leeds.
0: Dirty Leeds. I have some
1: memory Yeah, I have. I, and I was half of the mind and I have kind of put it out there to a couple of people, maybe just to drive over next week and uh and just kind of have a mooch. Um, yeah, go to
0: Leeds. Go to Leeds next it week. Would,
1: it would be great, wouldn't it? Just walk around the ground before the game and uh, take a few photos with the
0: uh, the Billy Bremner statue and all that. Um, we we yeah. once um, on a on a away game at Newcastle or Sunderland or Middlesbrough. We once stopped at Leeds' ground on the way home, and um, I did absolutely nothing. But some friends of mine. Um, wanted to advertise their affinity to Manchester United Football Club um, using um, a spray canister right Uh, as I said I stayed in the car and listened to the shipping forecast Uh Well, that's what they were doing take care mate, look after yourself and thank you to everybody who's listened to this podcast
1: take care